Amani's house. Welcome in. We're here. We're here. Lots of laughter in the background. <laughs> it's Tuesday, August 14th. I love the glasses. Do you want to explain the glasses? Yes. Hi, everybody. Hi, Amani. Um, <laughs> I love just, it. <laughs> just for the audience so they know, Amani is having a minor heart palpitation right now because in the green room, the guests and I were having a prop off. I learned he's got a lot of props and I couldn't be left out because I've got a little FOMO. So I gathered some props and we keep showing the props back and forth. And Amani's like, we got to start the show. We, the show must go on, you two clowns. Stop clowning around. So hi, yes, everybody. Yeah. Happy Monday. Happy yeah. Adventure yes. Business Day. Yes. What's up, Justin? Justin's tuning in on LinkedIn. Good to see you, Justin. Uh, so, Mehdi, I want to find out about your weekend, but first, I want to show you a couple things. Oh, so, sure. I got I went to my mailbox, and usually I get bills and spam mail in my mailbox, but I got this lovely card here, such a pretty card here, oh. and it says, you know, I open it up, it's like, Amani, congrats on finishing book two, I'm so proud of you and happy for your cheers to the process. So, Mandy sent me a note, it's so nice and so thoughtful, so thank you, I want to thank you oh, here. You're welcome. Awesome. Nice mail. Well, that's um, one of our um, one of our favorite artists, um, oh Grant Peacock. He mm -hmm. painted that. Sometimes he paints stuff from Hawaii and sometimes stuff from San Diego or Italy, like his travels. But we had just seen him recently. Um, oh. I actually, I have all his note cards right here. So I'm glad okay. you like it, Imani. And congrats on finishing your second book. I know you've got edits to go, but that's a huge yes. deal, dude. I'm so proud it's of you. It's a huge deal. We have a meeting on Thursday. Um, just, just great, a huge relief a week before school. And um, it's it's a lot. It's like, it's 134,000 words before editing. So we'll see what it ends up in, but that's a lot of words there. Um, and then you see what I got on right here. I got my little West Side. Like, side well, shout out to West Side, who was a guest a few weeks ago. Love my um, hoodie. Now, how is Glenn doing, man? Oh, thank you. Glenn, be gone. Glenn <laughs> is going to hell in a handbasket. So for the people wondering, Glenn was what I named my summer cold. And last week and the week before, if you listened, I wasn't at my best. Um, but I'm about 90% and Glenn's outskis. Yeah, we're kicking him out. He's We, we broke up. Yes, thanks for asking. <laughs> Kick him to the curb. Yeah. All right. Shall we? We have a fun guest today. This is going to be lots of laughter, lots of knowledge. Are we ready to bring him to the stage? I'm so ready. We got to bring Larry yes. up. Yeah, okay. yeah. So Larry Long Jr. is here with us. He is a former uh, Maryland Terrapin, a baseball player there, grew up in the Maryland area like me, Howard County, I was in Montgomery County, um, a sales guru, professional speaker, professional trainer. Um, what else? There's so much that he does. I want him to share a lot of his greatness and his genius with us. So without any further ado, we have Larry Long Jr. who's here with us and round of applause. Right. <laughs> can you hear me now i'm just messing with y'all yes oh, yes I, I know you can hear me i got enough microphones to last a lifetime i'm happy to be here adventures in business or in yes. my case i think you should rename it misadventures in business <laughs> and in life but i'm happy to be here thank you mandy thank you Amani. awesome oh, awesome Larry. I worked, uh, up a sweat. I worked up a sweat in the pre-show. Hold on. See, this is going to be distracting for Amani because Larry and I are going to have prop-ups the whole time. We're having – so for the listeners, Larry just put pineapple glasses on. I just put heart glasses on. Now Larry's holding up a heart. Like, it's, it's – it will – We'll get to the interview, Amani. I promise. Yes, I promise. Yes, yes. You got to yes. coordinate. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is good then. So, so I, I tried to introduce you as best as I could, Larry. But maybe within like 30, 45 seconds, can you – oh, I saw the microphone there, Manny. Can you share some things about yourself that we wouldn't find in your bio, on your website, or any past interviews? What are some unique things that we might not know about Larry Long, Jr.? Oh, goodness. Some unicue things about me. Well, I'm sure you can figure out I'm the CEO of LLJR Enterprises, not your traditional CEO, chief energy officer. I'm also an author. I wrote a book called Jolt, and uh, that's coming from a gentleman where if you told any of my English teachers, Larry Long Jr. wrote a book, they would probably say, hold up, where's Ashton Kutcher? Am I getting pumped? <laughs> 
There's no way that punk wrote a book. So I'm happy to be here by way of seven different states. I grew up in VA medical centers, Alabama, Illinois, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, Maryland, back to Maryland. Had to go to speech classes in Pennsylvania. They said, little Larry, how old are you? I said, I'm four. They said, four what? I said, I'm four years old. They said, oh, heck to the nine. You can't talk like that here. But I, I, I speak so well and work as a motivational speaker and MC these days. Yes, yes. I think... Where we'll start is I have a question for you. Did my research. I want to know, we want to know, what does Dr. Kevin Schneider mean to you? Oh, goodness. I was just emailing with him today. It was 2017. My buddy Randall put me in touch with Dr. Kevin Schneider. 2017, 2018. And uh, I told him I want to be a speaker, but I'm scared. And he said, uh, well, tell me about what you do now. I said, I speak to sales orgs. He said, how much do you charge? I said, uh, free 99. He said, <laughs> he said uh, are you stupid or are you dumb? I said, hold up, dog. You don't know me like that. Don't, don't make me knock you out, dog. <laughs> he said, nah, when I speak corporate, they write me a check and there's a few zeros at the end. I said, well respectfully, I have a full-time job that gives me a full-time paycheck. I don't want to bop people over the head and charge them. He said, well, do you, boo-boo. When you want to turn your little hobby into a business, you know who to call. So December 2019, timing is everything. December 2019, my wife, she said to me, hey, baby, I love you. And whenever she starts off with that, I know a doozy is coming. I know I'm about to get fun. Trouble. She said, you tell everyone else to pursue their dream and follow their passion. Look in the mirror. You're faking the funk. She said, you know you want to speak for a living. What's holding you back? And I had to take a real deep look. And I told her it's fear. And it's FUD. It's that fear, uncertainty, and doubt. She said, baby, go ahead and call Dr. Kevin Schneider. Get in his training program. And let's let's figure this thing out. She said, you must not know about me. You got a real one. I got your back. We can plan. We can get prepared. And essentially, I had my first paying speaking engagement. I'm not even Irish, but it was St. Patrick's Day, March 17th of 2020, which if you rewind back, Friday the 13th yeah. was when that pandemic shut everything down. It just, it shut everything down. They said, hey, we still want you, Larry, but you can't come in our office. Can you do it via Zoom? I said, Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> okay, for, li for listeners, Larry just put a mask on. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you want to yes. get droplets to yourself, but we want to spread that energy and positivity. <laughs> Amen. Yes, yes. Great story. Uh, Manny and I will go back and forth, so I'm going to turn it over to Manny. What's your first question for Larry? Well, I want to talk about your positive outlook and your mindset because i am as you can tell i am also a really positive person and and sometimes my positivity is painful for other people so my whole life people are have been like how are you so up why are you so fake i bet you're really mean all these things like they just can't believe it and and i know who i am so that always makes me laugh but for another positive person like that like how do you stay positive? And what do you say to the people that just can't quite believe there's a positive person out there like you? Yeah, it's a choice. Every day that we wake up and believe you me, life be life in it. Life is a four letter word. There's plenty of things that I could be grumpy about, but mm -hmm. I choose that I don't want to live life grumpy. I, I lost my father seven and a half years ago. And, uh, I, I do not want to get to the end of my life and say, what if? I was just reading an article from a chaplain who talked about people at the end of their life, they're kind of, they're, they're dying two deaths. One of their, the end of their life, the mm -hmm. second one of their dreams not pursued mm -hmm. in those relationships and worried about what other people think. So what do I say to people that just don't get it? I don't say anything. I say, hey, why don't you try it on for size? It looks good on you, but I just stay in my lane. I try to have an impact, a positive impact on as many people as I can. And just like you, Mandy, I've had people, I'll never forget, I did a training at a new company that I joined and there were two sales reps. I'm not going to say any names, but I'll never forget how they made me feel 
They were just shaking their head. They were mean mugging on me. And I asked them later, I said, why did y'all welcome me like that? And they said, we just couldn't believe that someone could be so positive and mm. so happy. We thought you were fake. And I said to them, so because of my positivity, y'all decided to poop all over me. Right. That doesn't make any sense. But hey, do you, boo-boo. You got to do you. I hear and life life is okay through our rose-colored glasses. It's fine that way. It's fine that way. I so follow-up question to that is you oh you've got there's your rose-colored glasses. Yours are flamingos. Those are way better than mine. I'll I'll just I'll keep mine on for this follow-up question. <laughs> That's good. So for for you, you've mentioned before. Uh, an acronym. You mentioned an acronym at the top of the show, but you've mentioned before an acronym, MBS. Can you explain what that is and how that shows up for you in your world? Yeah, mind, body, and soul. And the big thing is so many times people like us and the folks that are listening in, we give so much to other people. We give and we give and we give that sometimes we're running on E. So I encourage people to really be intentional be mindful, deliberate of taking care of your mind, your body, and your soul. And it really is so important. I think they say you can't pour into someone else's coffee cup if your cup is empty. And I don't drink coffee. I, I might explode if I tried coffee. I had it one time. I'm a Kool-Aid kid. I did not, I did not like the taste of it. But it's so important to make sure that you recharge, that you reset, that you reflect and get your house in order so that you can be at the at your best to support other people. So that's that MBS, taking care of your mind, your body, and your soul. And what are, do you have a couple tactics, things that you do on a daily basis just for you that take care of your mind, body, and soul? Yeah, it, for me, my day starts, well, my kids, I'm carpool dad, which I love. It's, oh God, it, it's, it's an amazing way to start my day with a positive message. Today, I had to speak. I had a charity golf tournament and I had to speak. Imagine that. And I get nervous when I speak, but when I practice, yeah, I hope Alan Iverson is listening because we're talking about practice. <laughs> when I practice, it makes me so much more comfortable. So I practice with my kids. But but for me, it's really starting off my day deliberately thinking about what am I grateful for? And for me, it's the it's the simple things. I would say it's the little things, but they're really not little. For me, just taking another breath in the morning is beautiful. Me being able to stand on my feet, go out there and my son, I call him Chef Boyardee. He's cooking up some eggs and some <laughs> bacon. I mean, he 13 years old, he's fitting to get loose in that kitchen. But it's just a blessing to see his smiling face. My daughter, she's normally sleepy in the morning, but that, that's all I need. My wife, my beautiful wife, it, it's gratitude to start my day. Now, do I go through low points? For sure. I love comedy. I just went and saw Aries Spears Saturday night with my wife. Uh, my life is, is comedy as well. I, I think I said it earlier before, the misadventures. I mean, Amani, we met at a conference. For me and my speaker business, I'm flying. I'm, I'm building the plane as I'm flying it. Shrapnel mm -hmm. flying everywhere. I got you choked up, Mandy. I'm choked up because it's just, it's, it's a misadventure. It's a comedy, but uh, that's what keeps life interesting for me. I can't speak for anyone else, but I'm going to make sure that I have fun in almost everything that I do. Yes. Yeah. And I want to yeah. be in that car. I, I want to be in your carpool. That sounds like a, an awesome way to start the day. <laughs> it does. Whatever way you wish for. I'm sure my kids get tired of my corny jokes and I make them recite things just to get their day because it's it's so important. I work with a coach and my coach, Kristen Fraid, said, Larry, it's amazing how positive you are when it comes to everyone else. You, you sew in to everyone else. You lift them up. It's intriguing that when we start talking about you, how negative you are. You're a negative Nancy, Nelly, negative Ned. She said, you have got to change that. You're holding yourself back. So this year, I've been working on giving myself grace that mm -hmm. I extend to everyone else and realizing that it's not, it's not, it's not uh, beneficial for me to expect myself to be perfect. That doesn't exist. Yeah. So being good 
is good enough. And as long as I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm working, I'm sharing, I'm caring, it's going to be all right. Amen. Okay. All right. Shout out to Tom Griggs, previous guest that's with us. So good to see you, Tom. Hi, and Tom. Dean is also welcome in. Good to see oh, you both. You, Dean you mentioned Kool-Aid. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. You mentioned Kool-Aid, Larry. What's your favorite flavor of Kool-Aid? Oh, that's an easy one. Red. I tried to set him up. I tried to set him up because, you know, in our culture, you can't say tropical punch or grape or lemonade. You have to say the color red, purple, <laughs> orange. <laughs> so I set him up and he passed it so quickly. He so, did it. He did it. Red right away. <laughs> My next no, question for you. <laughs> is if you were going to define fear, what's your definition of fear? Oh, goodness gracious. It's it's a natural emotion and feeling. Just had this conversation with my daughter this morning. It's so important for us to take that emotion and overcome it and fight through it. I still have fear a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a lockdown in my kid's school today. My mind started racing. Then I realized for me, my faith is important. I realized they're going to be a-okay. Me freaking out, me worrying isn't going to change a thing. So even though I have that fear, it's probably not rational. It's probably not beneficial and helpful. So I told my daughter, she had to go to the principal's office for all the right reasons. They, her supplies got shipped to the principal's office and she's a fourth grader. She said, I don't want to go there. And her brother, who's in eighth grade, said, I'll help you out. I said, Trey, we got to let her fight through it. All it is is going to Miss Johnson and saying, Miss Johnson, I understand my supplies are here. It's going to be okay. And it's okay to have the, that emotion. It's okay to have that fear as long as we continue to move forward and not let it paralyze us, mm -hmm. which has been, that's been my default. When I'm not sure that I can do something great, when I've never done something before, my default is to freeze, procrastinate, find something else to distract instead of facing that fear head on, but I'm working on it. I'm a whip, a work in progress, and I'm working <laughs> on it. So I don't know if I answered your question of what fear is, but a lot of times I can tell you it, it's not real. It, it appears real. And there's an acronym, uh, yeah. fake something appearing real. That's generally what happens. Me writing a book. Who would have thunk it? I said, I can't write a book. That imposter syndrome, that voice, yes. I call it, mm -hmm. I call it Cletus. Come on, Cletus. You're telling me all the things that I can't do. And then my, yes. my father's voice is telling me, son, I raised you to be a conqueror. Let's go ahead and do the daggone thing. Yes, yes. Love the Cletus, Eddie Murphy reference there. Well done, well done. <laughs> this is a question that Mandy will love. And I've heard you say it before, but I want you to explain it to us. Why do you feel that everyone is a salesperson? Oh, yeah, so my heart, I Larry. I, I know that touches Mandy near and dear. <laughs> we're, we're all selling. If we're in relationships, if we're living our life, it all comes down to our definition of sales. And I don't care what your title is. If you ever go to an interview, you're selling. If you have kids, you're selling. If you're in a relationship, you're selling. If you go to the grocery store, you're selling. <laughs> Trying to find a parking spot. We're all selling. And I believe those skills that help the top sales professionals to be great can help you in your everyday life to be great. Communicating, listening. We've been blessed with two ears and one mouth for a reason. So many times people want to talk. No, <laughs> shut your trap and listen. You can learn so much being able to read the room, being able to collaborate cross-functionally, being able to, there's just so many skills. So I believe everyone is in sales, but it's all about your perspective. Mm, great answer there. Mandy, I'm sure you have some follow-ups there because that touched your heart. What do you think, Mandy? I was trying to listen. <laughs> I was trying you did to well. You did well. You did well. I do have a follow up because I, I think that you were voted uh, Salesforce influencer multiple years in a row, and I know you've done a lot of work with them, and they adore you, coach and speaker with that organization. So, 
right now in the sales world, and this has been happening, as you know, since coming out of, you know, coming out of the pandemic when, when the world's changed a whole bunch. So there's so many ways to sell right now. What do you think salespeople or just entrepreneurs are their greatest opportunity to get better at sales? What are like the top two things you think you see a lot of people stumbling and falling with, and you think if they just did this, they could just blow up their business. What are a couple of those things you're seeing right now? Yeah. Well, I got three. I'm going to give you three. Number oh. one, we talked about it before. Listen, shut up. Pardon my French. Parlez-vous français. And listen, <laughs> number two, I mentioned this. Alan Iverson said it. Practice. Practice your craft. I see so many sales professionals that are really amateurs because they don't work on their craft. They don't work on scenarios, overcoming objections, doing a demo, negotiating, social selling, you name it. When was the last time to your listeners and viewers that you actually practice your craft outside of normal business hours, inside of normal business hours? I'll give that to you. Practice. Yeah. Number three, understand the problems that your potential prospects are facing. What are their true problems? Because what I see is want to lead with the solution. I'm great at this. I'm great. It's like me going to a doctor. I'll give you an analogy. Me going to the doctor and the doctor saying, great to see you, Larry Long Jr. I'm the best ankle surgeon in the world. Well, doc, that's awesome. What do you want, a cookie? Yeah, good for you. It's my shoulder. You didn't listen to what I shared with you in discovery. You didn't understand my real problem. You didn't dive in and understand that I want to be able to throw baseball with my son when he plays high school baseball. And that's why, even though I'm scared of white coat syndrome, I'm willing to go underneath the knife to get my shoulder. So many times we're barking up the wrong tree about how great we are at ankle surgery when we didn't even listen to the problems that our prospects want to solve. Come on yeah. now. Yeah, that is, you know, you hit the nail on the head because that's one of my biggest pet peeves, especially when I'm on site inspections and I'm looking at a hotel for a future conference and you give the hotel all the information that they need. You brief with them, you give them everything, you give them every chance to sell to you and you show up and all they want to do is show you the spa. Or all the way, and it's like, like the spa isn't even a part of the program. So I totally get that. Like, yeah, there is a big uh, disparity in listening and understanding the problem. Um, you were quoted also recently talking about community, and I'm a huge believer in building micro communities as a way to be a better prospector. Instead, I mean, you, using it as a tool in addition to cold calling, but it's a form of cold calling. So can you talk about your philosophy about community and how that fits in the sales process right now? Yeah, I love this. Mandy, I need your help. There's a saying, it's not what you know, but it's... Who you know. In my Steve Harvey Family Feud Voice survey says, nah. Ah! I'm gonna give you that. Who knows you? Who knows you? It's not even who you know. It's who knows you. It's who mm -hmm. trusts you. It's who believes in you that, that you have their best interests in mind. So when you talk about community, I think the key is relationships. And I heard from a sales guru out of Florida. He shared with me in, in my 30 years of selling, Larry, I learned that the difference between contacts, people you know and contracts, people you do business with, is the letter R. Contacts, contracts. That letter R stands for relationships, community, people that know you, people that love you, people that trust you. That's really what allows the magic to happen. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. It takes work. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a gardener, but my wife is. And I see the work she does in terms of watering, in terms of planting the seeds, in terms of rolling up her sleeves and making sure the fertilizer, make sure that the soil is rich. It's the same thing in community. I'm going to ask your listeners and viewers, what was the last action that you took? Not what you thought about, not what you wrote about, but what did you actually do to, to build your community with new potential connections, to strengthen those relationships with existing connections. Have you done the work? 
I should be a lawyer because I already know the answer. Now my question is, what you going to do now that you know I got to put in that work? Yeah, planting the seeds, waiting for them to blossom, all that. I love that. And the parasocial micro communities too, right? It's it's those face-to-face networking events. It's the golf events, but it's also what are you doing to build those uh, online communities, the micro communities. LinkedIn is so powerful. I'm going to give yeah. y'all, y'all's listeners and viewers something they can actually do right now. It's called the hashtag three minute challenge because a lot of folks say, hey, Larry, I would love to, but I don't have time. Well, when I look at your calendar, you got time because you're spending time scrolling through reels. So let's keep it real right there. <laughs> the hashtag three minute challenge. I need you to go into your Rolodex. I know some of y'all young bucks are like, hold up, is that the fancy watch? Nah, that's a Rolex. Your Rolex, (laughs) that's your contacts in your phone. Go to your contact list. And every day I need you to take three minutes, find one person that you haven't been in touch with. It could be three weeks, three months, three years, three decades. All I need you to do is put some thought into it. How can I surprise and delight them? Mandy, if you were my three-minute challenge today, I'd go to my best friend Google and I would find a funny GIF or meme about those Toledo Rockets. I'm going to send it to you. (laughs) And I know that, like Maya Angelou said, people will forget what you said. They'll forget what you did. They'll never forget how you made them feel. I send you that Toledo Rocket. It's going to make you feel good. Amani, I'm going to find a Howard Bison soccer <laughs> meme. I'm going to send that over to you. I see chuckling. It's going to make you feel good. You're going to be like, wow, that's some special kind of guy. And I'm not doing it because I want something from you. I'm giving to make you feel good. And I know that the more I give and the more I give, with no expectation of anything in return, in the words of that great philosopher, J.J. Walker, Dynamite! <laughs> <laughs> so much unconditional love. I love that. I yes. love that, Larry. That's yes. great. That's great. Now, when we we look at your career, you went like full time with your own business. You left corporate America. I think it was like late 2019, around 2019, correct? Uh, I just hit my two year anniversary, okay. Mark. It was March 26th of 2021 was when I went full-time. I was doing it part-time right around uh, St. Patrick's Day, and I'm not even Black Irish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want you to share with everyone. How did you get the courage in the middle of a pandemic to step out on your own and really go for it full-time? Yeah. Um, It's a word called faith. And Mm -hmm. uh, I can tell you there was a lot of uh, FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. I'll never forget right around Christmas, I was talking a bunch of smack, which I do. Oh, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. Maria, my wife Maria was like, don't say that, baby. You're going to speak it into existence like you tell me. So I was just battling because I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy in corporate America. And I called my mom. My mom said, little Larry, you better pray on it. And mother knows best that I followed her directions and- March 26, I got the call from the company that, uh, hey, thank you for coming out. God bless you. And good night. They chucked up the deuces on me and they said, hey, you don't got to go home, but you got to get on up out of here. <laughs> it, it was perfect. I was ready. Timing is everything. When that happened, went outside, did a happy dance, and uh, that was all she wrote. I had two pain speaking engagements in April. I'm actually going back. The the gentleman who paid me when I went full time for my first event, he's bringing me back again, coming up in September. They're Mm -hmm. going to Cozumel. I said, Craig, I should have said Craig Mack. I said, Craig, can I go? He said, "Uh, we need you virtually. I said, I'm trying to go to Cozumel. Que pasa, loco? (laughs) (laughs) Everything happens for a reason. And In life, there's ups, downs, twists, turns, highs, lows. What I've learned for me is that oftentimes those quote unquote lows, those failures often lead to a window of opportunity opening up. And as long as I don't just look at that closed door and I just woe is me, I keep my mind open. I look for what is the lesson here? Everything's going to be all right in the words of that great philosopher, Bob. Mm, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Jerry G, hello. Thank you for joining us. What 
lessons? Because I'm going to ask this question twice, but I'm going to ask it now the first time. Like, what lessons have you learned being about out on your own? And if you could go back to March 29th, 2021 and change some things based on what you've learned in the past uh, two and a half years, what would you change as you kind of go full time with your speaking, training, consulting? Yeah, I, I can tell you the biggest lesson is to believe in myself. Mm. I share with, I tell other people that it's a lot easier said than done. Believe there, there were times where I held myself and there still are where I hold myself back because of that doubt. And working with coaches, I've learned that when I'm not confident, I mean, in baseball, I'm a little dude. I practiced a lot. I was pretty confident when I got in that batter's box that I could have some success. There were, there were moments where I doubted, but in business and in life, believing, believing in myself as well as setting my, my sights greater, we can accomplish great things. And that's, that's you, Imani, you, Mandy, all your listeners and viewers. But oftentimes we set the bar low where it's comfortable. No, let's go ahead and set the bar where it makes, for me, the little hair I got on my head stand up. Mm -hmm. And it's scary. I think they call that BHAGs. I said, what you call me, Willis? They said, no, big, hairy, audacious goals. I said, ding, 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 ding. So, so I would say that that was really the biggest thing that I learned. What would I do differently going back? Nothing. I'm going to be honest. I would do nothing because the mistakes that I made when I zigged and I should have zagged, they're helping me and they're helping others that I'm able to share those lessons with. The big one is on pricing. Me not believing in my fee and playing small. I was playing in the little leagues. I still am playing in the little leagues. It's still tough for me to believe that I add enough value to, 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 to serve people, to share, to speak, that they should pay me my fee, but I'm getting there. I'm realizing I'm not a nonprofit. I'm not a charity. I do add value. And that's a, a skill. That's an amazing place to be. So I'm living, I'm learning, I'm earning a little bit and uh, just sharing and caring, trying, not dying. <laughs> yes, yes. One follow up and then I'll go to Mandy. With regard to pricing, what have been some tips or how have you been able to be more comfortable with your pricing, sticking to your rates and growing your rates? Yeah, practice. And I had a young lady when I was working, she said, Larry, now is the time to really ask for your fee. I was really fortunate and blessed where people would come to me and ask me to speak. My answer was always yes. She said, don't change that answer. Just add to it. Say yes. And my fee is X, Y, Z. And she gave me a big number that scared me. She said, you have a job. So if you don't get something because of your pricing, you're okay. When you're out on your own, yep. you're, you're a little bit more desperate. You don't have something to fall back on. Yes. Boy, was she right. And I didn't listen to her advice. So it's one of those things where going in small, going in comfortable has cost me some serious dollars. And it's a mindset of, Oh, just give me a couple pennies when in actuality, I, I realize I'm adding value. And it's like going to the grocery store. When you go to the grocery store, you don't tell them, hey, I want these these uh, berries, these these grapes for uh, 75 cents. No, you're going to pay our price. You're going to pay our fee because we're giving you value. We're giving you nourishment and you're going to give us value back. So it's really been that mindset shift. For me that i'm still going through Amani. i'm going to be honest that's probably one of my biggest challenges is believing in my fee and they have a thing that they mentioned a thing called fee integrity uh, i've right. heard that uh there's some great hall of fame speakers that say i hear you but there's also a thing called food integrity <laughs> so I, sometimes you gotta be flexible if you know what i mean i'm, I'm not gonna go hungry <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a second. Go ahead. That was, oh that was <laughs> I love that. I, but I, you know, I think, Larry, I think what you're talking about is very, very important. And it's not just for those of us that are speakers, it's for anybody selling anything that thinks that the buy really just comes down to price because it doesn't, you know. And I know you speak to that all the time in your sales classes. And 
you are so valuable. Like you will pump up so many salespeople and all of those salespeople are each carrying a one, two, three, $4 million goal. And if you make an impact on just one of those people, right? One of those people and they make their goal that year, your speaker's fee is well worth it. So I'm really glad that you're thinking about it. And Amani, I'm glad you asked about it because I know you and I talk about pricing a lot too. And um, that's a never ending thing. So um, I have a question. Speaking of this, you know, the, your motivational piece, I'm going to do this in the gold microphone that you inspired me to do. You have a midweek Monday motivational minute. And on one of those, I think I heard you talk about two ways to learn mistakes and mentors, which I think is awesome because we all learn the best from tripping and falling. But then we also are like, do I need a mentor? Am I a mentor? Do I ask for a mentor? So can you just talk a little bit about all those M's? Oh, I love it. The midweek, midday motivational minute. Uh, I started it thanks to one of my many mentors, Morgan Ingram out of Atlanta. He said, Larry, I see you publishing short form content on LinkedIn. That's good. But brother, I know that you want to be great. If you want to be great, you got to get on video. I said, Morgan, I'm not going to be on video. I got the face for radio. You know how that goes, Amani. I said, they're all going <laughs> to laugh at me. He said, dude, they're already laughing at you. He said, I'm going to tell you what my mentor told me. If you don't get on video, it's because you're selfish. I said, oh, shucks. You don't know me like that. Don't make me pull out the boxing gloves. But he said, he said you're being selfish because you're making it about you. It's not about you. If you can impact one person for the positive, it's well worth it. And when he shared that with me, it was on a Friday, that following Wednesday, I went back in my backyard on our porch, turned my camera on selfie video, and I recorded my first midweek, midday motivational minute. It was April the 22nd of 2020 in the early parts of the pandemic. Now, mistakes versus mentors was really, it's, 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 it's my story. I've made a ton of mistakes, and I've been prideful where I didn't want to ask for help from mentors. And I realized that it's it's painful to make your own mistakes when someone else has made that mistake and can help you zag when you were going to zig. So I've had to drop that Superman, that S off my chest and realize that, hey, Larry, if you don't ask for help, you're not going to get it. There's so many people out there that want to help you if you just make the ask. Mm -hmm. And having a mentor has been game changing. I have mentors, my father, uh, Mark Winchester, Morgan Ingram, Cynthia Barnes. I mean, the list goes my wife. I have so many mentors for different aspects of my life. Dr. Willie Jolly, who just got honored with the highest award of National Speakers Association. He's just been so willing to share insights, to open up his community and network with me. And, and it's a responsibility. So many people have sown into me that if I don't pass that along, shame on me and I don't want to be shamed. So for those folks out there, if you're considering a mentor, go for it. If yeah. you're considering investing in coaching, go for it. Because if you played sports, soccer, I know you're a soccer player, uh, Messi. I mean, Amani, I, I got twice <laughs> more than But uh, we all had coaches growing up. Why don't yeah. we have a coach right now in our profession? Why don't we have someone that encourages us, that challenges us, that gives us an outside perspective to help us get to that next level? You might be good, but what if you could be great? You might be great, but what if you could be Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful? Yeah, and I think I'm so on board with you, and I'm so glad that you address the audience directly because I think the older we get, the more blind spots we have. And sometimes we think we don't need a coach, like we know everything, or we don't need a mentor, or I'm, af I'm afraid to be vulnerable to ask for a mentor. So I love that you're just giving everybody permission to be like, yeah, like get vulnerable, ask for help, be curious, and ask for a mentor 
and invest in a coach. All those things are going to make you grow. So thank you. We, so we, much we should all, that. we should all be learning. You know, I, yes. I attended Tony, Tony Robbins unleash the power within uh, the last four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I just got off the golf course with a gentleman who runs 12 different Vistage groups. Vistage mm. is a CEO mastermind. And he was sharing about the power of community, mm -hmm. the power of having someone that sees those blind spots for you in his one-on-one -on -one coaching practice. It is powerful. And the most successful people, I think there's a saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, mount up. You better go ahead and get you a team that's supporting you. Hercules, Hercules, cheering you on <laughs> along this journey, along this adventure, along the misadventures. Yes, yes. Many people, they look at coaching and the price tag scares them off. They'd rather use that same money to go on vacation, buy a Gucci bag, you know, stuff like that, buy a big new brand new TV. What's your perspective on investing the money in yourself and its return? It, it's the wisest investment you can make in your personal development, your personal and professional growth. I've been so blessed. I'm hosting uh, an event. It's a retreat mastermind called Golf and Sales. This is round two. We did round one in uh, Austin, Texas, Lake LBJ in April. We're mm. running it back again, where it's an intimate group and it's it's masterminding. We're working on business problems. We're working on personal growth. We're playing golf, which I love. We're, we're building community, just having a great time. And it's an investment. It's an investment of time, of money. But the feedback we've gotten from the attendees and from the hosts is that it's a game changer. So I encourage folks. I've been there before where I was noodling. Talked it over with my wife and she was like, you're going to pay a coach how much? She said, I can be your coach. I said, nah, baby, I love you and your advice is good, but I don't be listening to you. It goes in one ear and out the other. So having that third party perspective of someone that's not tied to you, the wisest and best investment. And I will share this with you. You generally get what you pay for. So if you want to skimp on coaching. Yeah. If you are, if you are really serious and committed and that that's a question that you've got to ask, I encourage you to look in the mirror and ask yourself the question, am I committed to putting in the work and doing what it takes to level up or do I just want to keep talking about it? It's kind of like me and my six pack abs. I just want to talk about it. I, I don't know what time it is where y'all are at, but for me, it's bow time, bojangles, those chicken and biscuits. They're talking to a brother, those six pack abs. It was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so to follow up with that, in addition to the coaching and investing, um, in terms of personal development, you have said many times you are what you consume. What does that mean to you? And how do you adjust that in this day and age where we're overwhelmed with all these messages and scrolling and everything? What's your thought on that? Yeah, it comes down to being intentional. And uh, I think Jim Rohn, the great Jim Rohn said, you are the average of the five people you spend mm -hmm. the most time with. So that's why I'm blessed to be in, in the midst of greatness. And I try my best. My wife volunteered at the golf tournament today. She said that she loved it. And I love for her to be exposed because these are people that aren't necessarily out there for golf, but they have a passion for giving, for service, for supporting our healthcare frontline. And they're pretty successful in their own right. So putting yourself in places and in spaces that you're going to really gather excellence. Reading books, and I mean, I'm a little bit biased, but I'm also, <laughs> not, I'm also not biased. I mean, essentially, you can see I got books everywhere. I'm constantly Ooh. trying to feed my brain. This, this is a banger yes. right here. Yep. Mm -hmm. Trying to feed my brain with messages of positivity, messages of overcoming the turbulence and the chaos. Yep, great minds think alike. And I'm holding up the book, Can't Hurt Me, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Good book. That, that, that's right. Yeah. But it's it's really, it's a daily practice. It's, oh, uh, I, I got Carol Dweck. Yes. I mean, it, it, there's so much greatness out there that, hold on, hold on real quick. Uh, I think that's my door. Someone's knocking. It's opportunity. And it's knocking at your door as well. 
The question is, will you answer it? Tony Robbins has a quote, and I love Tony Robbins, love him or hate him, but he has a quote that the most successful people, and I'm gonna give you all the P. Diddy remix, ask the toughest questions, therefore they get the best answers. What questions are you asking of yourself? I would start with what are my daily habits? Let me look at my calendar and see what do I do on a regular basis? Is it driving towards my vision, my goals, the life I want to live? Or is it some of this other stuff? You talked about all the noise that's out there. I could spend my day scrolling on TikTok, on IG, and just be entertained, which there's a time and a place. But for me, my vision is about serving people. It's about taking care of my family. It's about up-leveling. So I try to make conscious choices that help me drive towards that vision. Amen. Yeah. Mandy, over to you. Well, I, it's funny because you you just sort of teed this up on accident. So I'm so glad you said it about serving people. Because I think so many times in sales, salespeople want to talk about themselves or their product. And I think for me, it's a pet peeve that you know we're there to serve our customers we're there to serve our clients and and this service mindset can get lost in the shuffle so can you expand on that a little bit of like what your opinion of being a, a of serving our client bases and what are some tactics that salespeople can turn around a little bit and look a little more outward instead of inward I love it. Sales, it's not about you. I'll give you my definition of sales. It's twofold. Number one, I think it's a transfer of energy. And you don't have to have off the wall dynamite energy like me. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. It's a <laughs> blessing and a curse. But you better you have, have some energy. sort of gumption. You better have some sort of juice. And the juice better be loose because our prospects, they can smell BS from a mile away. They can tell whether you really believe in your heart, in your head, through your words, whether you believe in your product, your service, your thoughts or ideas. The second part of it, I don't know if y'all know the name Patty Stanger. Maybe I'm the only one who watches reality. She's in my book. I love Patty Stanger. That's right. So do I. Because I think in sales, we're playing matchmaker. We're matching our product, service, thought and or idea with someone else's needs, wants, desires, challenges, problems, hopes, dreams, aspirations. Now, how do we get there? You asked for something tangible, Mandy. You got to ask the question. What are your goals? What are your hurdles? What are your problems? What are your dreams? Those problems, what does that lead to? With your shoulder, Larry, why do you want to get it fixed? Oh, your son, you want to play. If you can't play catch with your son, what happens? Oh, you, you become down in the dumps. You feel like you're not adequate as a dad. What, what, what else would that mean to you? What does that cost you? Oh, wow. So you really want to solve this problem? I might have a solution. But if we don't ask the questions, listen, and then connect the dots, our prospects, they give us the path to the order. If we ask the right questions at the right time to the right folks, and then we listen. But like you said, Mandy, sometimes we're so busy talking about how great we are and how great our product, our service, the site visit, the spa. So what? Who cares? I don't even be caring about my ankle. My ankles, I already got crossed up in basketball. I don't even have ankles, Doc. It's my shoulder. Come on, Doc. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I'm sure a lot of this is covered in your book, but can you talk about your book, Jolt? Because um, it, it came out over the last, it came out in 2022, right? Uh, it did. It did. And, yep. And tell us, last, about, last tell us about the book. And then, you know, Amani and I both wrote books. So we'll probably have some book related questions too. I, I love it. I appreciate it. So it's a compilation of my most, at the time, my most meaningful midweek, midday motivational minutes. And the ones, the seven chapters that I picked are really meaningful to me. Chapter number one, in my book, it was therapy for me. What story are you telling yourself and believing? Strikeouts, they're a part of life. Back to basics, definition of sales. You are what you eat. Chapter seven was lessons from my dad. 
being able to share those lessons growing up with just a wonderful man to pass on to society, but even more importantly, to my children, to my grandchildren, being able to pass on that legacy of my lessons learned, my lessons earned to hopefully help someone else get unstuck. And that's where the name Jolt came from. Sometimes we need a little zap. I don't want to be doing the electric slide up in here. Yeah, it's electric. Yeah, I feel like I'm at a family reunion. Get me on TikTok now. Uh-oh. But yeah, sometimes we need a little jolt to get back on track, to step into and believe in our inner greatness. So many times, and I talk to a lot of people, you can see it in their eyes. You can hear it in not just what they say, but how they say it, that they've lost that gumption. They've lost that swagger, that George Jefferson swagger that we all deserve to live in. I believe that we all have greatness in, in different things. I mean, mine certainly isn't golf. I'm I'm Tiger Woods' long-lost cousin. Larry hit it in the woods. But I believe my zone of genius is to serve, to speak, to inspire, uplift, and hopefully transform lives. So that that's... That's really what this book means to me. It was a message that I needed to hear at that time. And I still need to hear as just a refresher to keep my life on track. Ah, it's great. I can't wait to buy it. I'm going to buy it as soon as we get off the call. I'm I'm sending it to you, Mandy. Come on now. You know how we do. Uh, do. (laughs) Now we are to the point in the show where we're going to flip the script. We're going to follow with some book questions and other questions. but But after this segment where you ask us questions. So you can choose myself or Mandy. Who do you want to ask the question to first? We answer it and then we'll keep going. I'm, I'm going to go with Mandy. So Mandy, okay. I know that you're a sales guru. Yes. And I gave you my definition of sales. I want to hear from you. If an alien came down and said, hey, Earthling, Mandy G, what's your definition of sales? What do you say to them? Ooh, I love that question. My answer is very similar to yours. And I believe a good salesperson is a listener, an educator, and a problem solver. And I think we all need sales in every part of our life, whether we want to convince our spouse of that certain type of countertop during the renovation, or whether we want to convince our kids to go to bed or whether we want to you know, buy a different car. I, I think sales is about building deep relationships and building deep community, but it's mostly about listening and solving problems and educating. Yes. And I yes. did it in the like microphone. That. Yeah, I should turn the <laughs> I should have turned the auto tune on this for that one. <laughs> And I'm going to send you, Larry, I have, when my book came out, we did a video with a whole bunch of different people, kids, adults, people not in sales. And it's called, I need sales. And, and all these different people say all the reasons why they need sales, like to go to a better skate park or to get an iPhone or to uh, internally sell um, financial models, whatever that is. I'm going to send it to you because I think you'll get a big kick out of it. But yeah, I'm with you. I think we speak the same language on a lot of that stuff. Thank, thank you so much, Mandy. You definitely dropped the mic on him with that one. <laughs> Good question. Love it. Amari, are you ready? Yes. All right. I hope so. I hope you're ready. I got a curveball ready for you. Okay. So, Amari, okay. we, we met in Orlando at the National Speakers Association Annual Influence Conference. And I love your hunger to learn, to grow, to be successful in serving. Love it. The big question is, what action have you taken or what one action do you plan on taking from everything that you learned during the conference? So I believe we were in the same session where they talked about complimentary revenue streams and and they talked about reaching out to like community colleges near you to get some speaking opportunities. So I've called or I've emailed like 25 different community colleges. I've got maybe three or four responses, set up maybe two calls. So I did that like right away. So that was one thing that I took away from that one. Then I think you were there also. We just had this um, breakout on, or that, that, that session on like creating your own certification. Right. And and so I'm kind of giving some more thought to that. I'm not sure how I can pull it off, but 
that's another thing that I'm thinking of um, because that, that was probably one of the more impactful sessions I attended because you're, you're always looking to grow your keynotes and your workshop. But if you can do some things along the way that allow you to get a little revenue, but also to kind of get some more repetition, I think that's very wise. So I would say those are probably the two things that I've done right away after getting back from Orlando. I appreciate you sharing that. And Darcy Loma, her thoughtfully yes. fit uh, <laughs> model was amazing. And essentially, I'm working the same. How can I figure out a model around jolt, jump on life today? How can I incorporate my love for baseball into my business? It's got the gears turning. Mm -hmm. The big thing that I, I give you much respect is that you actually picked up the phone, you sent out messages to those community colleges. Congratulations on getting some rhythm, some responses. <laughs> Two out of 25, you're doing the daggone thing. Yeah. Keep that up. I encourage you, make sure you have an accountability partner because I'm gonna mm -hmm. challenge you, take that 25, how do we make that 100? Because yeah. now out of 100, I'm not a math major, but I think that gets you to at least eight. And I think mm -hmm. that eight is better than two. So keep yes. doing you. Challenge accepted. I appreciate yeah. it. Love that. Um, since we're on the baseball references, can you share with us what has been the most impactful strikeout that has happened in your life? Ooh. Yeah, that, that's an easy one. I used to, I started an indoor, outdoor, uh, indoor baseball and softball academy called MVP Baseball Softball Academy. I left a job at Accenture. Uh, doing well, but not fulfilled. Well, my dream job was teaching youngsters the fundamentals of the game of baseball and softball and the fun, capital F-U-N, the mentals of life. After a year and a half, we ran out of cash, had more money going out the back door than we had coming in the front door. No cash, no business. My mom and dad said, hey, you're not a big bank. You're not too big to fail. We love you so much, little Larry. We're going to let you shut that thing down. What I learned there is that in business, you better know your numbers. Mm -hmm. And for me, I knew batting averages. I knew stolen bases and RBIs, but I didn't know my income statement, my balance sheet, my statement of cash flows, and my accountant, no parlez-vous francais, uh, <laughs> que pasa loca. We did not have that connection of communication for, for myself and my business partner to understand. I will never let that happen again where I don't understand what's going on with my cash flow, with my income statement, my balance sheet. That was a, a tough lesson to have to shut down my baby before I had babies and just something that I put so much blood, sweat, tears, effort, and it meant so much to me, but everything happens for a reason. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. I think they say, shame on me. I ain't going to be fooled <laughs> twice. <laughs> now, great, now that great. you're wiser and you know your numbers and some time has passed, would you consider reigniting that and doing that again? Or is that just something that you hang in the past and have it as a lesson? Mandy, you are a mind reader. That is oh. part of my greater vision. Being able to serve the youth of our communities, there, there's such a need there for them to have positive role models, positive outlets, uh, whether it's through baseball, softball, volleyball, basketball, all the balls, those team sports can teach so much. So yeah. that's part of my master plan uh, in the future. It's not an immediate short term, but definitely a long term goal to get back after. That was that was one of the most fulfilling times. And I'll share with you what I'm most proud of. To have my former students who were 6, 8, 12, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Coach Larry, I'll still oh. never forget. Head down, eye on the ball. Hard line drives. Do my homework. Listen to my parents so that I can then transfer that to the ball field. That means the absolute world to me. It really is. You talk about heartwarming. That's what <laughs> life is all about. That's awesome. Yes. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, keep us our, posted on how we can support you on that because that would be awesome sure. to bring back. Our final question would be, I've asked you an iteration of this earlier, but if you would go back and talk to 21-year-old Larry as he's just about to walk from College Park, University of Maryland, and enter the working world, but give him advice based on what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self? Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself at all costs, at all turns. Uh, 
don't let those voices externally and even internally impact you. Believe in yourself. That that would be that would be the biggest game changer that I wish I could tell Larry Long Jr. walking across that stage at College Park, ready to take on the world. I don't have many regrets. And that would be great advice. Believe it. It's advice that I need right now. As I say this, I'm, hey, Larry, are you listening? <laughs> Believe in yourself, dog. Yes, yes. Okay. The best way to, for people to reach you is LinkedIn. We have that going on the ticker across. So we'll direct people to your LinkedIn. Um, any final words of wisdom or message you want to share before we get you back in the green room and continue about our day? Yeah, I want to share with folks that are listening, that are tuning in, viewing this. Believe in yourself. Someone needs to hear this message right now. And timing is everything. There's a reason why this Monday, I think it's August the 14th, it's my mom's birthday. Ah, happy birthday. Believe in yourself. Yeah, it's a celebration. So I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the invite. It means so much, Mandy. It means so much, Amani, for y'all giving me the opportunity to join your platform join your community. And if I can ever be of assistance to anyone out there, do not hesitate to reach out and touch someone and ask me. I'm here for you. So thank you. Beautiful. Right. That's beautiful. Thank you, Larry. Applause there. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> 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 oh, there you go. There you go. More cowbells. So let me put you back in the green room for one second while Betty and I close out the show. I got some food too, Larry. I got some food too. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Adventures in Business. Don't forget to rate and review our podcast on the platform that you're currently listening it on. And don't forget to share it with your friends and anybody that might be as much of the business nerds as Amani and I are. See you next time for another captivating interview.